1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In a week where so much has happened, one man stands alone, poised to tackle it all and take your calls, Armed with just his wit and a stack of stats... He embarks on a quest that will require four hours of intense concentration, telephonic communication, and the mockery of jockery. This is The Robin Lundberg Show.
2: It is The Robin Lundberg Show coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need an expert to help navigate the home loan process, Rocket can. I'll get to Kevin Durant, Michael Rappaport feud in a few minutes. What a... I don't even know what kind of story you call that. Um, we've been talking about the the MLB All-Star game being moved out of Atlanta, 855-212-4227. And I, I wanted to um, uh, apologize to Jonathan in Chicago because he uh, we were up against the the um, heartbreak the last hour. But he, he, he raised the point about other states may do the, the same. And I didn't explore that fully enough. I, I had said, like, Georgia was, the, you know, the one doing it now. That's why it's happening. Also, part of this response can be taken as a message to other states. Look, if you do this, we will take our business away. I mean, that's that's really the – it's a money play, right? Hit them in the, the pockets. But I'm not celebrating the move either because it is a bummer to me that the city of Atlanta and the surrounding areas are going to lose the influx of revenue and, and economic – Boon that could come from an all star game, which doesn't feel just or right because a lot of this is in response to how strongly Atlanta and the surrounding areas came out in the elections. Um, so it, it just doesn't feel like a, a fair result for them, even if the uh, intention is for it to be fair for, for everyone. I, I forgot to pay off a tease uh, in the, the last hour where I, I, before I get to you guys on the phones, I said there was something about MLB that, that cracked me up on opening day. And that had to do with the New York Yankees. I don't know if everybody saw, but Giancarlo Stanton went 0 for 5 with three strikeouts in his season debut, and he got booed by Yankees fans. And I, I get it. That's part of the sport and everything. It's just always so silly. Opening day, you're going to boo somebody? I mean, and, and Stanton, you know, it had a good postseason. He hasn't had a great Yankee career. He's not a true Yankee, and he's missed too many games. And I know he hasn't lived up to the expectations of the fan base. But there's a few things about it that are hilarious to me. One, it's the first game of the season. So are you really mad at somebody already? Two, baseball and booing. Booing never made sense to me in general. Like, I've never felt compelled to boo another human being. (laughs) I get it's part of the fan experience. So I'm not saying it's wrong or anything. It's just not my thing. But in baseball in particular... One of the reasons, like, I didn't play baseball as much as I played other sports is I always liked or I was always better at sports where you could uh, be better by trying harder, right? Like, your jump shot isn't falling in basketball. You could still play D. You play hard D. You know, I, I played soccer, uh, basketball, and ran track growing up. But, you know, the, I, I always liked those sports where, all right, I could just effort can, can bring me to another level. You don't get better by trying harder at baseball. Like, you think somebody's not out there trying to hit the, the ball? So, to me, you know, you can only get in their head, almost go the other way sometimes. I don't know, like, if fans feel like they're, they're the ones who accomplish a change. Like, it's the next time Stanton gets a home run, it will be a result of the fact that he was booed an opening day. But, like, this account, we're holding you accountable for your performance. You, 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 he's a professional. <laughs> you don't think he's, he's out there trying to get a hit? You think it was lack of effort is why he struck out when he went up there? But, I mean, it's not a big deal, of course. I'm, you know, I'm not, like, condemning anybody involved. It's a silly story. But I, I just thought it was funny that he was booed on opening day. Let's go to Dave in Iowa. Dave, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Dave?
3: Hi, good morning.
2: I'm enjoying your discussion about taking the game out of Atlanta. Thank you.
3: And uh, I think a lot of people are, are making really good points. I guess uh, for me, the two things that I'm obsessed with in life is Minnesota Twins baseball and the news.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So I spend a lot of time listening to baseball. And I, watching baseball, I spend a lot of time following the news. I think the reason to me why it's great is, let's say you're following baseball three hours a day. You don't have a lot of time to follow news. And now you're saying, so what's so bad about this Atlanta, you know, about this Georgia law? And like the guy said, oh, requiring identity identification there's nothing bad with that but the thing to me that sticks out in this bill is why can you not give food and water to somebody who's standing in line to vote the only reason to me to do that is you're trying to intimidate them and treat them poorly and i think that's or keep
2: them from waiting around right To, to right yeah
3: right and uh I worked as a poll worker in Iowa for the first time, so I understand about identification, that people have to have identification, all that. Iowa had mail-in ballots to everybody this year. People loved it. But because we have a Republican legislature, now we're not going to be able to do that. Supposedly, there's more possibility of fraud. And there is a possibility of fraud. But there's ways to work around that. But well, it's just Well, I mean, and down- the
2: fraud thing is not a... I mean, here's there are issues that are like... Uh, subjective. The fraud thing should be an objective issue. There is not widespread voter fraud. That is a fact. Right? Like, that is just a, a fact based on all the research and the studies that have been done. There Are there instances? Sure. Whenever there is that many millions of people doing something, there's going to be you know, here and there, some irregularities. But th- it has been shown through the research that widespread voter fraud is not actually a thing.
3: So, I think why it's great is hopefully uh, some people who follow a lot more baseball than the news, they'll hear this and they'll look at this law and they'll say, so what's so bad about this law? And hopefully they'll look at the law and they'll find out what is so bad about it. And they will talk to their legislators and they will encourage other people to um, come down on the side of judgment saying this is a bad law. And because of it, we're not going to play the all-star game in Atlanta. And it's a terrible result to the people there that work that they lose money. But sometimes you just got to do what's right and worry about the money later.
2: Well, it's all about money, though. And and thank you for the call. Look, it's about money because how are you speaking to some of these people that are enacting these things? Money is going to be what talks. And that's unfortunate and it sucks because the money is going to be lost to the local community. And so that's why I, I don't feel good about it from any aspect of it. This is not something I'm celebrating. Uh, it, it's, uh, I'm not saying it, it's wrong. I, I'm just, you know, it, it, it's, the, that's, that's what the messaging comes from. And, and again, I mean, look at it in for the most simple terms. The most simple terms are, we all know Georgia flipped, right? However you feel about it, it flipped. and, Now the rules are changing. So loser tries to change rules after winner wins. And why would that be the case? Think of it. They're only doing it to try to make it harder for that to happen again and give themselves a better chance to win. Let's go to Tom um, in Illinois. Tom, you're up next here on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Tom? Good morning.
4: Good morning, Robin. I, I applaud you, uh, and I apologize for getting your name mistaken. Uh, I called you Robert about a week or two ago. and
2: No worries. No uh, worries.
4: Uh, but, you know, I, I got to give it to you. You are a man that don't have a problem picking up a hot potato. Uh, you know, baseball is the ABCs of uh, of our fabric here in America. Apple pie, baseball, and Chevrolet, right?
2: Uh, I mean, look at
4: in, o- in order to effectively make a statement or make a change, which is why a trillion-dollar industry like baseball has that power, no other league or no, o- or no other organization can have their players across this country wear the number 42. It's all about recognizing what that 42 stands for. And a lot of people will look at it and say, well, why aren't all the players wearing the same number? It's bringing about a question. And that question hopefully will bring about change. And like your previous caller, and I applaud him because, you know, knowledge is power. And when you effectively bring a spotlight to a situation that clearly says there is a problem, that's what baseball is doing. And I applaud the commissioner. Hopefully he'll start getting applause versus booms because, you know, I'm sure he talked to the powers of beasts in Atlanta about this move, and it's a sacrifice. And someone had to make a sacrifice when George crossed the Potomac, when Paul Revere ran through the streets of Philadelphia. Someone had to make a change, and baseball is effectively doing that by making this move. And you had said earlier you didn't quite expect baseball to be the league that would do this, but think about it. Who else brought the Lou Gehrig disease to to attention that helped fund an organization that could make a change for many people throughout our lives. So Robin, I applaud you. Keep up the great work. And remember, you know, someone has to say something. If there's only one voice in a crowd, but at least that voice was made. And I thank baseball for making that move.
2: Well, I thank you for the call. I appreciate that and and the kind words. And you're right about Manfred. I I think he will be. He will receive. um, You know, of course, he's going to get scrutiny from some camps, but he will receive overall more positive goodwill. And I'm not saying that was his intention. By the way, I I don't. I'm I'm not saying he had. uh, You know, ulterior motives for that. But he will receive more positive goodwill than he has. And, and you, you know, i use an example. Remember when Roger Goodell um, really changed his tune and did a 180 on everything uh, about, you know, Colin Kaepernick and, and he echoed the players' messaging from the, the um, sort of PSA that they had done uh, demanding he say certain things? That same week, I believe it was, you saw Drew Brees so quickly um, apologize for what he had said, and 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 do a, a complete one eighty on that. Like, I always hope my my sincere hope is that people do things out of the goodness of their heart, or they they have a a genuine uh, change of heart, or or you know they're being honest. But you can also take things like that and, and a, a, let it uh, be a indicator of where the public opinion is, because a lot of these big giant businesses and figures who represent them are going to listen to the the public opinion or the way that the wind is blowing. And and I thought, at at the very least, Goodell changing his tune like that let you know where we were, where the public was on on the issue versus maybe where they thought it was in the past. Um, and, And that is an indicator of change as well. Let's go to Ishmael in Virginia. Ishmael, you're up on the Robin Lundberg show here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on?
5: Hey, Robin, thank you for taking my call. Um, I, I called about the Atlanta Braves, but I want to say one thing. I'm please know I'm not like attacking you or anything like that, but um, sure. I, I really feel that. As far as the political side of this, uh, it kind of—I kind of see what side of the stance you're on, and, and your true colors are showing. That's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. I, don't I have think, true, I think, I mean, true no, colors. It, if, 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 you, if you if you let me finish, I, I'll put it all together. I promise you. I'm not again. I'm, it's your show. I'm not attacking you by any means. Okay. What I'm, so what, what I'm saying is, 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 and that's fine. See, I, I can separate that. I think. Can I, can think I can say forced, one I, thing real quick? You're, you're, I'll let you. I'll let you continue. I'm not going to cut okay. you off,
2: Ismail. I'm not going to cut you off. Can I say one thing? I am an individual right and and I, in fact i i happen to you know you you know you already know where what quote unquote party i would belong to or where i would typically align as you indicated but i don't like being associated or or identifying with a group or or having to be labeled as something i prefer and i do treat each subject individually with my own opinion on it not some sort of groupthink thing it just so happens there are a lot of big picture issues where I feel a certain group has been uh, not just wrong, but wrong in in the wrong spirit of, about a lot of things. Uh, but as in general, my general like modus operandi is I'm an individual. I'm not a part of a group. I'm not associating with a group. I'm giving you what I think about something. But go ahead.
5: Okay, I, and I appreciate it. you did that to your last caller when you when you kind of he kind of roughed you up a little bit. You're walking a thin line, I, and that's why I said if, if I you let you let me, I'll put it together and I'll try to be quick now. Uh, um, like you said, I, I'm not judging you on the party and all that. I really don't care. I, I really, really don't. I have friends on every side. I think it's mm-hmm. fine. My point is that. You're trying to say you're trying to say you're individual, and that's fine. You defend that, but yet you're reading from the New York Times when 50% of the country believes the New York Times is false. If you read from Newsmax and and New York Times and and, and from different eras, then I would say you know what this guy's true. But every I listen to you because I think you're intelligent when it comes to sports. I really really do. And this is why I listen to you. But every time you quote something that was a big issue, like you just said a big issue, big picture thing, it's always from a left wing media side. At, at least at the least from T- my. From I from mean, the from, New York no, 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 Times is not. Look, 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 Please, please, please. I promise yeah. you. So, so that's all I wanted to say about that. When I want to talk about the sports, is, and I'll be well, clear about this
2: part. No, 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 no. You can't just like get okay. that and then no, no, walk that, off. Fine. I'll, I'll I, let I, you. I'll let you Dude, I'm that's not cutting fine. you that's off. Fine. I'm yes, not cutting sir. you yes, off. Sir. Yes, but sir. the New, New York, York Times is not a left-wing media organization.
5: See, a, I think different. See, you, I you, I, different. You may not disagree.
2: Look, it may lean left from like op-eds and something. But when citing the New York Times or citing a site like that, I'm sorry, you know, if you're being objective about it, it's not, you know, you may say 50% of people don't, but 50% of people might believe a meme on Facebook. That doesn't mean it matters. Like there's a lot of nonsense that just gets spread and perpetuated. Let's, we have to be honest about this. I'm saying what that, what they said on it. And then I read some of the specific things about the, the, uh, the laws themselves that are in there. People can have their own opinion on it. You can feel how you want to feel about it. But don't, you know, uh, it's not fair to say if you cite the New York Times or a site like that, you're, you're, it, it shows you're a, a certain thing. That, that's, then you're being way too far in, in your own uh, alignment. But, you know, okay. especially when you're equating other sites that do not have the history and the reputation um, that, that a, a site like the New York Times might have. Look, there's been a lot of stuff the New York Times. Has said that I I didn't necessarily agree with when or or decisions they made that I didn't necessarily agree with. Go ahead. Okay. And look, my,
5: I'm just gonna re- respond to what you just said real quick, and then and if you want to respond, I, I, we can go and I'll go to the sports thing, but because I, I really want to get to this. But my, my response is to to what you said. You had a last caller just called and said that he thought it was wrong that you can't get food and water. Am I correct about that? Yes, he did. Okay. Okay. And, and look, I'm not trying to trap you. Just just follow me here. The reason I I haven't read this whole bill, but you you just repeating in my opinion, in my opinion, I'm not attacking you that you're repeating what you what you're hearing because I read a little bit about this bill and the reason why they're doing that. And, and if you read the bill, and this is what I mean, I challenge you to actually read the bill. The reason why they put that into play is because they don't want people going and saying, hey, vote for Biden, vote for Trump. Here's a sandwich. That If you, if you read it, they put it into more context. Again, I, I don't think it's right. If somebody needs the water, I think you should give them water. I'm with you. I, I'm, on, I'm, I'm on the okay. same side on that. So, so my challenge is to for you, before you start saying things, read some of it. And I, I it did. It, I did.
2: I, I, I read the bullet points. From, I mean, one of the things but that the was a bullet aren't, point.
5: aren't from. the bill. The bullet points to, from the, the bill. Uh, that's yeah, not I look. That's not fair. Okay,
2: okay, but if that's even the okay, even if that's the reason, you, you just said you don't agree with it. So, so, so,
5: so just on that point, am not, not getting Dude, honest, I haven't
2: even you. come out that I haven't even been bashing. Look, I I you, feel like,
5: but but, but 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 you just agreed with your caller a few minutes ago and said that. Yes, so I don't. True, do so do I so, offering food or water to voters waiting? Offering food or water? Hold on, is
2: that? Oh, but whether, whatever the context is, offering food or water to voters waiting in line now risks misdemeanor charges. It does. Uh,
5: again, yes, because they found proof that they were, they were being said. T- I, I don't know if the proof is true or not. I'm just saying that's why they put it. Again, th- it might be false. I don't know. I don't care that. But and when you read it in the context, it makes sense, and it sounds like, you know well, what? Well, I mean, look, somebody else agree.
2: There. G- G- let me read a tweet to you. Gary Gore 1960 tweets in, I work as an election constable in Massachusetts. I have to ensure that there is not no electioneering within 100 feet of the building. People passing out food and water are going to be electioneering soliciting votes. Free water and food should be set up at tables hundred feet away. That's I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Well, that's, I'm good that's with his that opinion that on sense. it. And your opinion. That, that, but that's that, not that, the that, only see. thing in the, that's not the only thing in the law. And again, I hear you. I hear. And, and dude, I'm upset. I'm not happy I made about that it. Point. I, 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 I'm not happy about it being moved out of Atlanta. I've said it a hundred times. I'm not happy about it in the sense that 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 community doesn't deserve that. Given you know, this is a lot in response to how strongly they came out to vote. So, you so know. my my
5: sports thing, my sports thing on it is, yeah, and I and, and appreciate that. Oh, that was a good, was a good little exchange. I love it. I, that's great. Um, my whole thing on the sports thing is, is we got to figure out when does this stop? Like, like, it, it, like. NBA, I love the NBA. I, that's my favorite sport in the whole world is basketball, but they gotta court me. They gotta court me back if they ever want me to watch. I, I'm a Lakers fan. I never watched a single game last year. And baseball I had the opportunity to be the number two sport again in the country. They had a chance to really just stay away from the politics side. And I, my mom just sent, my, sent me, my son and I, our Astros hats from Houston, our Astros hats for Easter. <laughs> I are uh-huh. so excited about it, Robin, and now, and now I'm gonna stick to my stomach about it. I'll listen to you. Wait,
2: wait are you sport, gonna God. proudly rock an Astros hat? Uh, <laughs> like, hey, bro. Hey, I. I no hey, wonder man. you I, like I, cheating. I love.
5: I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love the sport, and I've been an Astros fan since I was a kid. I know there's a lot of things that went wrong, but hey, I'm a fan, man, and it is what it is. But uh, yeah, man. But you know, so I, I just want to know when no, does it like, stop? Like, like, it's like. It's real like, life, what?
2: dude. It's real life. You can't. I mean, you can't avoid it. Like, I mean, yeah. you can. That could be your. Your opinion and your perspective that sports should completely avoid it, but it's real life, and and people aren't going to be able to avoid it. Just just the I, way it I hear is. you, that,
5: and, and it is what it is. But they 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 probably lost fifty percent of their fans. You know what I mean? If, no, if, no if, chance,
2: no chance. Okay, okay. But you know, I'll NBA ratings are up this year, right? six months, You know, NBA ratings are up this year, right? No, NBA ratings are not low. Yes, yes, they that's, are. They are up, up this year. No, they're, they're up this year. They
5: lost money though. They no, lost a uh, lot yeah, of they money. Yeah, they lost
2: money because of the pandemic. But uh, they were down last year. They were down during the bubble and all that. But they're up for the most part this year.
5: I'll call you, and if they, MLB is not down, hey, I'll I'll, I'll I'll buy you a steak one day. I promise that. All right. Uh,
2: look, I'm I'm not saying it doesn't impact the way certain people feel about it. I, that 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 may be the case. I, I I can't. Those things are impossible to measure though. And, and I always feel like. People make it too simplistic uh, an issue. Like, they, you know, real quick. uh, Actually, let me tease this out. uh, Coming up, I'll I'll tell you why, like, making the NBA ratings all about that was, was just not, you know, true if you compare it to the other sports. Coming up, it's the Robin Ludberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio.
1: Robin Lundberg is on the air. You're welcome. Here's Robin Lundberg.
2: You know, quickly in response to sports being involved in political issues, turning off the audience and turning off viewers, um, I'm not saying that isn't the case for a a segment of the population or the viewership of sports. It it certainly may be. Uh, I will say, though, that the way it is presented as if it is the sole reason for certain things is disingenuous and, and use the NBA as an example. A lot of people pointed to the NBA's ratings being down last year and said it was because the NBA was woke or whatnot. Uh, well, that fails to account for all sports ratings <laughs> being down <laughs> last year, whether, you know, basically across the board, everything was down. And there were so many reasons why that might've been the case. Uh, people's lives were upended. Schedules were not put in, at the you know in 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 the normal way that they are everything was was different uh so there were just so many factors that could go into why ratings were down and it's disingenuous to say all right just for this one league that was the reason when it was across the board even if you know it may have an impact i do not know uh at least when i last checked earlier this year the nba ratings were actually back up um this year so why would that be the case? I, I, you know. <laughs> uh, let's go to Steve in Louisville. Steve, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Steve?
6: Hey, uh, I appreciate the call. And, uh, you know, my concern is with Major League Baseball and and all the different sports leagues, I do believe that uh, everything's down because of COVID. And, and that's just a common sense uh, point that, you know we we just need to keep continually resurface is that uh you know a lot of what we're seeing everywhere has to do with the response to covid now we're going and and we've seen that from the beginning of covid to now but what we're starting to see now is the political push or a, a, I, don't, I don't want to label it a, a an agenda but it just seems like everybody gets on the, the bandwagon of the most recent controversial issue. And then the sport leagues think they have to make a comment about it. And I guess you had a caller earlier that spoke, uh, saying how much he, uh, saturated himself with sports because of all the news. And, and I assume maybe some of the negativity, And I thought he was kind of heading in the direction of the way I felt, and that is, it's a getaway from all that stuff. It's a reprieve. It's it's our, you know, it's our one area that all of us have been hoping would come back because of COVID. Would come back strong, give us that strong social fiber, because when we're in an arena or we're on a ball field. You know, viewing view a game live, and, and hope to God that's going to happen soon. You know, we we didn't look at color, we didn't look at, uh, you know, uh, we didn't look at the polit- sure. political I, things. I, I
2: understand, I understand exactly what you're saying, uh, and and I would say that is fair, and I, and I get where you're coming from, and I understand why people feel that way. What I will will add though is you cannot then say everyone must feel that way, right? That, right. That's all. I agree with yeah. you
6: 100%. Yeah. That's all. My, my, my biggest concern now is that, you know, when when you, we then have to bring it in, uh, like, for example, the, the, the All-Star game and uh, in Atlanta, uh, like you said, it's going to hurt some people's economy. Uh, it's going to affect some businesses. I think it. I think it hurts some people's feelings because of what I just said. We we want that to be as sanitized from all the other stuff that floats out there that just gets us disheartened. But, you know, when it comes to the Georgia law, you know, the the, the bullet points, I know say that they're taking the water food away. That's always been in the law. What they're doing now is defining it. And it was normally something that the regional people or the state officials or the local officials would make sure wouldn't happen. And unfortunately, some states did allow some things to happen. Just kind of. Uh...
2: Your phone is breaking up, man. Uh, um, I, I, I get I, I mean, I'm sure you were going to – I don't want to get too – again – I think we're about to move off uh, the the topic itself. I'll give Kurt in Melbourne, Florida, the final word. Kurt, go ahead.
7: Hey, Robin. Thanks. I appreciate it. Hey, this is good conversation because bottom line up front, I feel the same way as you do, I think. You said it and a bunch of other people. It's, it's unfair to the folks in Atlanta and to the uh, baseball team for the major leagues to pull out the All-Star game because of uh, – A fallacy and because of deception based upon a president who lied about the food in the water being taken away and now everyone believes that right Mm
6: -hmm.
7: so the election officials and I'm reading this right from the Wall Street Journal election officials providing self-service water to an elector waiting in line to vote is still prohibited I mean still approved it's fine not prohibited I'm sorry you know what I'm saying, so it is about the gifts and the sandwiches from the folks on both sides trying to sway a voter and Look, it's really hey, not- regardless okay.
2: of that one aspect of it that's like i mean that's that's like latching on to one specific piece of it to try and you know argue one way or the other about the law and the bill the the i will uh, my nut graph like i said opinion is is th- th- you have winner, loser. Loser tries to change the rules after winner wins, in, in large part due to not fraud, but turnout, right? Like, I mean, that's the, the facts of the matter. It wasn't due to fraud. It was due to turnout. And this I, is a, a way to combat turnout from all the analysis I have seen of it, regardless of so what, Robin, my, I disagree regardless of what my opinion I disang- is. I I'm removing my that. opinion.
7: I disagree with that opinion okay. of yours. I disagree with that's that. It's not my because- opinion.
2: That's, that's not my opinion. That is what I've seen as the analysis of it. Oh, your analysis of it. No, no. no. Well, i just read you can't, the analysis
7: you can't of it. Lose, you can't lose. All right, Robin, here. Ten years yeah. I've had this saying. You can read news in the Wall Street Journal or you can read news in the New York Times. Both newspapers include factual information, but both omit certain factual information and stress other factual information to purposely lead you to a conclusion of their want. OK,
2: well, no, I disagree. That- I di- look in, in certain. Yes, are there certain publications that have a history of leaning one way or the other? Sure. But I, I disagree that for many publications out there that when they are presenting the news or the, the facts of the matter, that they are trying to lead you to a conclusion. I, I don't think that is always the case. It depends on the tone of the piece or, or what is out there. Bottom line is, again, I think it sucks for Atlanta. And, and I don't think fans in general actually care where the All-Star game is held. I, I don't think anybody cares where the All-Star game is held. The reason it's a story is because MLB pulled it out. MLB pulled it out from Atlanta because they're trying to take a stance on this issue uh, and, and make an impact. Obviously, money talks. That's the reason. I'm sure their corporate sponsors pressured them to do so. I think it's unfortunate that the ripple effects happened to the Atlanta area because the Atlanta area was pivotal when it came to voting. And that's basically what I think about the situation as a whole.
1: He's a student of sports and a professor of pop culture. He's Robin Lundberg.
2: Well, speaking of sports and pop culture, they sort of collided this week. I don't even know if you call this a story or not. It became a story. Um, but, Kevin Durant was fined $50,000 for, quote-unquote, using offensive and derogatory language on social media, the NBA announced in a statement on Friday. This was, of course, in response. They didn't say it directly in that statement, but it was obviously in response to the uh, online exchange he had with Michael Rappaport, um, you know. And I don't even know, like, <laughs> how much attention to actually pay this whole thing. Um... There's no winners in this feud. That's my ultimate takeaway. There's no winners in this feud between the two. Full disclosure, I have done uh, segments with Michael Rappaport in the past. I have done his podcast. He's always been cool to me. But his brand is to be an instigator. His brand uh, you know, has rubbed people the, the wrong way over the years. And when you, you do what he does... You have to expect people to say stuff back to you. Uh, I also am a fan of Kevin Durant online. I think Kevin Durant and the way he claps back to people online is hilarious, to be honest. But there's also a line, like with everything. And the reason there is no winner in this feud is, one, you know, Rappaport aired out stuff that was supposed to be between the two of them. That is the intention of a private message. It is supposed to be kept private. So he puts KD on blast uh, for everybody to see. Two, KD said stuff in there that, look, you're going to put that in writing. If if the NBA sees it and it becomes a thing, you're going to get in trouble for it. You know, that's, it it is what it is. And if you're you're KD, as he said in his apology, I'm sorry people saw that. Obviously, he wasn't sorry for saying it. And that's I, he doesn't have to be sorry for saying it that, that you know but there you know they they're, they're going to get a reaction to it when it's out there and people know that you actually did type those words. And there will be, you know, I I said that when I when I first saw the story, depending on how upset people get and to see, you know, depending on how much the NBA wants to take a look into it, there's going to be some fallout for KD as a result of that. And there was, which was a fine and I think Most people will move on past it uh, at this point. I don't think it's something that has long-lasting ramifications, but the NBA had to find him. The NBA had to find him. When one of your public figures, a superstar, even if his intention was for it to be private, even if his intention wasn't to be hateful for any group or anything like that, it was just to insult the person he was talking to, when you say the stuff he said... And it's public and and you're a member of that, you know, league, they're going to have to fine you for it. They can't just let it go, you know, because there is a certain precedent that has been set, you know, for language and, and for incidents that you may think are worse but are still in the same vein. So the NBA had to fine Kevin Durant for it. Overall, like, it's the kind of thing, like, do I actually care about this? No. Does, do I actually feel a certain way about this story? No. It, you know, it, it, two people having a spat online. And in, in a way, it's funny because, you know, there's like meet me at catch steak. That became a thing. And it's just a whole s- stupid story. So you could laugh it off and move on. But there are actual ramifications from it being that KD was fine. And like I said, I saw people taking sides or or saying, you know, Durant. Ended him or, you know, Durant can't do this. All, all that Nobody wins. Nobody wins in this feud. Kevin Durant is 32 years old. Michael Rappaport is 51 years old. They're too old. They should know better to be conducting themselves in, in that fashion. Again, that's partially Rappaport's brand, but Katie thought that was going to be private he was put on blast publicly. And once those were public, even if they were meant to be private, people saw what Katie typed and the NBA couldn't just let that slide. And that's basically it on that story. And it'll probably be something, you know, we never talk about again (laughs) as we move forward with our lives, but the NBA had to at least render some sort of punishment. They couldn't just let it be out there from Katie like that. Um, but overall, it's one of those things that is gossipy and tabloidy, and is going to get a lot of clicks and and reaction as a t- result of that. But is there any meaning to it in the grand scheme of things? Uh, no. Eight five five two one two four two two seven eight five five two one two four two two seven at Robin Lundberg on Twitter. There's been a lot of reaction to Katie's team. I think it happened after I was off. Yeah, it happened after I was off the air last week. The Lamarcus Aldridge signing. For the Brooklyn Nets, um, and we'll get into the the NBA a little bit more in the the next hour. But w- when he signed, man, did people get upset? And and I get it. It, it. it shouldn't be Aldridge. Maybe it was just like the an example of the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, because the Nets became a super team when they got James Harden, not when they got Lamarcus Aldridge or Blake Griffin. You know, people. I, I guess for whatever reason. Given that Harden forced his way out of Houston and there was some negative energy around him at the time, and people thought, you know, he's, they were saying, you know, he's a cancer or all this stuff, which was always all nonsense. uh, They undersold how significant the Harden addition was going to be. But Harden is what made the Nets a super team because it gave them a third superstar, a guy who's, you know, right at the top of the league right now and right at the top of the MVP race right now. So that's when the Nets became a super team. The rest of it was just inevitable. Of course, they were going to fill the, the depth that they, they traded for Harden. And when it comes to whether they're unfair or not, you have to look at it a few ways. One, I get why fans would say that. And two, I get why fans would be upset. Because it just felt like after the KD Warriors moved, the league had gotten to a reset area where it was pretty much even playing field, where some teams had two stars, but no team was overly stacked. And now the, the Nets are overly stacked. The, the Nets might have the most talented roster ever put together. Honestly, they might. They might be unbeatable. Um, and and I, I understand why fans wouldn't like that. At the same time, you have to look at where the Nets came from. The, the Nets were, you know, after they made the KG Pierce trade, they had no draft picks and no talent. So it's a credit to the organization. They were able to get from no draft picks and no talent to a place that was desirable for free agents to sign. And once Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving signed, the domino effects to this began, which led to it becoming a desirable destination for Harden. And the organization had developed enough assets they were able to make the Harden trade, which you have to give them credit for. And once the Harden trade was made... Given the location of the team, given everything else around it and the, the chance to win a championship, of course, the veterans who found themselves on the buyout market, who could then hand their destination, were going to choose, you know, between the Lakers and the Nets. And with Aldridge and Blake Griffin, you know, they can now fill a role instead of being the, the stars. And Blake Griffin has played well. Since he got to Brooklyn, LaMarcus Aldridge looked very good in his debut. He gives them a different look at center. He gives them someone they can dump the ball in the post to who could score that way. Another mid-range scorer. Now they have Kyrie, KD, and Aldridge, who are all excellent from the mid-range. Obviously, uh, Aldridge can shoot the three a little bit as well. KD and, and Kyrie are lethal from three. Harden is a maestro in the pick and roll. Um... Blake Griffin, like I said, has fit in nicely there. They have Nick Claxton who's a young big man who is, is a terror on the defensive end when it comes to switching. They've got Joe Harris who's a marksman from the outside. They've got Bruce Brown who's a competitor, plays defense. That team is absolutely loaded. Absolutely loaded. They might just run through the playoffs. Um And, and Again, like I said, I understand where a fan might not like that. They, they you know want to see competition. They, wanna, they don't want all the, the talent consolidated in one place. On the flip side, typically throughout NBA history, super teams have actually probably been good. You could argue they've both been good and bad simultaneously for the league because they may alienate some fans, but they draw interest. Because when LeBron went to Miami, that started you know a whole wave of interest for the league. And then when KD went to the Warriors, that team drew a lot of interest. It's just the, the facts. And now the Brooklyn Nets have drawn a lot of interest because people are going to want to watch them lose. People are just going to want to watch greatness or they're going to want to watch them lose. And there are other really good teams in the NBA, obviously Philly Milwaukee in the East. Uh, Miami's a bit of a wild card going into the playoffs. In the West, you know the, the Nuggets look good right now. Utah's had a great season. Phoenix has had a great season with CP3. And then, of course, there's LeBron, AD, and the Lakers. Health is the key there. Because LeBron's really the only guy I might give a shot to uh, against the Nets. Because, you know, in, in some ways they, they have, in fact, stacked the deck. Um, but you're also going to be looking at, at what could be a historically great team if things go well. You know, once Durant gets back in the lineup. They, the other day they, they blew the Hornets off the floor and KD and, and Harden weren't playing. And they've won all these games without KD with, with Harden. Leading the way. They're going to be a tough, tough out. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. 212 Give you the latest on the Deshaun Watson situation coming up next. It's the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.